I'll give you a few different things. So n- number one, definitely build the business first. And I'll tell you this, I buy so many properties off of people who do this the wrong way. They don't build the business first and they buy a property. They do exactly what the other people tell you. Buy a property, make sure it runs the numbers, find find somebody to vet, uh, uh, fix it up, find somebody to manage it. They do it all backwards. And what happens after about five or six years, they're so fed up because they can't make money. They can't find somebody to manage it. They're just backwards. Welcome to the Wealth Matters Podcast, where investors come together to better understand how to build passive cash flow and create generational wealth without all the confusing mumbo jumbo. Here's your host and co-author of Amazon number one bestseller, Alpesh Pamar. Welcome to Wealth Matters Podcast. I am going to talk to Mr. Dustin Heiner today. Welcome, Dustin. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm super excited to share about passive income. I just love passive income. It's literally changed my life, Alpesh. Yeah, that's why Dustin is here. Dustin is the founder and CEO of Master Passive Income Show. And we are going to talk about passive income. As all of you guys know that I love passive income. I always talk about it that, you know, the money you make by earning on your W-2 job, that is active income. And if you stop working, that money will stop. You want to make money while you sleep. That is what is important. That's how Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett, they make money because Amazon is working, Warren Buffett, all the investment he has made, McDonald's to all those businesses, Clorox, whatnot, they are all working around the clock for him. So you want to put your money from where you can make money while you are sleeping. So welcome, Dustin, again. I'm looking forward to this episode. First question we ask everyone. Tell us something interesting or funny about yourself. Let's see. Funny about myself. So I'm definitely an extrovert in general. Like I love going and meeting people and talking to people. So, but funny about me, I don't know necessarily really, really funny, but I like doing Olympic lifting. So Olympic lifting is where you do snatch and clean and jerk. Like if you see in the Olympics, people lifting heavy weights and putting over their head. I like doing that a lot. I started doing CrossFit and then after CrossFit realized I like the heavy lifting, like my body is not built for running long distances. I'm built for lifting heavy objects. And so that's what I like to do. Man. So, so I think we may deviate from the original topic, but I am a CrossFitter too. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, there we so, go. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that you brought up Olympic lifts and I always watch Olympics while growing up on the TV and I'm like, how the heck these people can do all this, right? So when I started CrossFit, I think in 2015, of course, I don't do CrossFit anymore, but I have the entire rig in my garage because last year when, you know, COVID hit. But yes, the snatch is the worst. Oh, that's my favorite. I, <laughs> yeah, love, so, I love doing snatch. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, clean and jerks. I love those. Those are my favorite. And of course, deadlifts. Uh, yeah, so and back squats, but <laughs> we can talk the same language. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm not built for heavy weight, weight either. So I'm on the opposite side, but I love it because it keeps my heart pumping, you know, in the, in the less amount of time. And I, you know, I'm, I can be done in 30 minutes. Right. Absolutely. But I also do a lot of hiking. We just hiked Mount Whitney in July, the tallest mountain oh, in yeah. the biggest US. So it was crazy. So I do all kinds of stuff, but yeah, That's I enjoy great. working out. <laughs> uh, this will be great. So how did you get started in real estate? Yeah. So I've always been entrepreneurial in general. 
myself, like growing up, I've had many, many businesses be an entrepreneur. So I had a graphic and website design company. I had a skateboard manufacturing business. Wow. I even had a convenience store and a pizzeria. So I've always been entrepreneurial. <laughs> and in that time, I thought, you know what? I like real estate. Let me go ahead and buy one piece of property. So I bought one rental property and that was making me money, which was great. I was like, oh my goodness, all these other businesses that I've created, I have to work in those. But yes. when I bought real estate, <laughs> I bought it one time and it made me money over and over again. So Alpesh, I have to tell you one really quick story about how I jumped full force into real estate investing. And now I have 30 plus properties. I literally don't work at all. I quit when I was 37 years old, quit my job, you know, retired early nice. when I was 37. So I'll give you a quick story of how I actually got there. So first, I want to definitely talk to, I have four kids. My wife and I've been married for like over 15 years now. But when we first started, you know, got married, we started having kids. And when our fourth child was born, I was working for the county, Fresno County. So there's a county in Fresno. And I was working for the IT. Oh, Fresno, California? Yes, exactly. Oh, really? Oh, you moved from Fresno. Of course, I know Fresno. Pretty from well. Fresno to Phoenix. <laughs> So I was working for a department doing IT work for the yeah. county. I was working there 10, 15 years, you know, climbing the corporate, quote unquote, corporate yeah. ladder, like just doing better and better. So by the time my wife had our fourth child, so our fourth child was born and I went on paternity leave. Paternity leave was where the dad stays home with the mom yes. and bonds with the baby and helps out and everything like that. And so I'm out for about a little over a week and I come back and I'm working for maybe a week and on a Friday. About 3.30 in the afternoon, I get a call from my boss's, boss's, boss's secretary, like the top dog. His secretary gives me a call and says, Dustin, would you please come to the boss's office? And I said, sure. Then I hung up the phone and I paused for a second. And I thought to myself, why would they be calling me to office? Like, this is normal. This is really weird. But I started thinking of back before I went on paternity leave. There was some rumors about a couple months prior Rumors or maybe some rumblings that there could potentially be layoffs because the department right. was probably running out of money. And so I said, no, I have so much seniority. I've been here 10, 15 years now. I, I'm, I'm not worried about that. So I get up and I start walking towards my boss's office and I get to this hallway that it's not very long. It's actually somewhat short. But as I'm walking, the hallway gets longer and right. longer and longer. And my feet start feeling like they are led bricks because I, every single step I take, I start to feel like, oh my goodness, is this the time that I actually, all the years I've been putting towards my job, am I going to get laid off? And I start thinking about my family, having four kids, my newborn is literally in my, my wife's arms. So I get past the, the entire hallway and I see, and I turn the corner, I see my boss's door, it's closed. And his secretary's looking at me and sheepishly, she says, Dustin, would you please have a seat? And she's consoling me with her eyes and kind of give me a nice grin because she knows right. everything that's going on. I have no clue about what's going on. So I go and I have a seat in that chair. And as I'm sitting there, I'm realizing a number of things. So number one, I'm starting to realize, oh my goodness, like, is this the time that all the, my years and years and years working here, am I going to get laid off? Is this going to be pulled mm. out from under me? And then I started thinking, oh, what does that make me as a father? Am I a failure as a father? not to be able to provide for my kids to eat, my failure as a husband, my failure as a man, like this is starting to weigh on me so heavily. And then my hands start getting all clammy, my forehead gets all sweaty, and then opens the door, the door to my boss's office opens up and out walks a lady with a piece of paper in her hand. And she is noticeably distraught, noticeably upset, but she's not necessarily crying, but you could tell her world 
has absolutely been rocked. And my boss says, Dustin, would you please come into my office? And as my coworker passes me, I walk into the office and I actually get laid off. And now remember, this is the government. This is California government. Nobody ever gets laid off or fired from the government, yeah. but I did. And so I take that pink slip. What did you do? <laughs> I, I had to actually figure out what I was going to do. So I walked down the hallway back to my office. And then I sit down and I realized two things right then and there. Number one, I need to get another job to be able to provide for yes. my family. That's what I need to do. So I'm really blessed. Praise the Lord. I was able to find another job in the same county in another department. The sheriff's department had extra money that they could hire me on. So they hired me on. I was really blessed not even to get laid off. So I was able to pick it back up. The second thing that I realized was I need to make sure that I never, ever let this happen to me again. I need to figure out a way to make sure that this can never happen or nobody has the ability to pull any money out from under me so I can't feed my family. So that second thing I realized was that, and on top of that, I realized that now I am now an investor. I am an investor that it may so be so happens that 100% of my money, my income comes from my side job. That's now my side job. That's not my full-time job. My full-time business, who I am, is an investor because I started realizing the value in myself is whatever I give out to the world. So I now realize if anybody ever asked me, Dustin, what is it that you do? Normally I would reply, oh, I work for the county government. I do IT, but yeah. no longer from that point, sitting in that chair, I said, no longer am I ever going to say that. I am going to say 100% that I am an investor because I realized the value that I have that comes from my God, comes from myself, comes from my family, not from my job. So everybody listening to this or watching this, you need to realize that your value is so much more than anybody could ever pay you. And I'll give you an example why. Your boss is only paying you just enough to keep you working without quitting, but yes. not so much that takes money out of their pocket. Now, I'll round out the story to show this. After about another four or five years of working for the sheriff's department, which is a great department, was so happy working there, made a lot of money to buy more properties, and I bought property after property after property. They're making me $250 or more in passive income from every single property. After 30 properties, I didn't need to work anymore. So I went to my new boss's office and I brought a piece of paper to him. And I said, boss, I'm going to be quitting. Here's my two weeks notice. And he said, Dustin, what are you going to be doing? And I said, well, I'm not going to do anything. I have real estate. That's I what I want to do. <laughs> yes, Don't exactly. Want to do I am going to be an investor. So I'll round out the story by saying, that walk that I took home. Now I work in Fresno. I was working in Fresno, downtown Fresno, and you park about an, a mile away because you have to pay for parking as you get closer. Yes. So I walk this walk to and from my car every day for you know thousands of times. And this last walk, even though it was a mile, mile and a half, I felt like I was walking on clouds as opposed to walking down the hallway where I was getting laid off with, right. with lead bricks. I was now walking on clouds because looking back, I said, no way would I ever work another job. And when I was 37 years old, I quit my job and I'll never look back because now I have real estate that makes me money without even working. When I sleep, I make money. When I'm playing with my kids, I'm, I'm making money. When I'm playing golf, doing CrossFit, yep, traveling yep. the world, I'm making money. So I'll leave that to say, everybody listening to this, your value is so much more than anybody could ever pay you. Man, that story is so great. And I could relate to it like 100%. I've been through this exact same thing in 2009. I was laid off in July and my first one was born in November. 
So I, I, I went through that entire thing. It took me a couple of months to find another consulting gig on IT side, but that helped me create my own IT business. In, in a year, I launched my own IT business that showed me the side of entrepreneurship. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, I've been into the yours too, same way. Of course, I'm not fully uh, done yet, but I've been investing in real estate since 2015. But last couple of years, it's just quadrupled and, and I could see the snowball effect. So this is awesome, man. This is great. So we already talked about multiple streams of income and active and passive income. How can one go about creating multiple passive income streams? So there are so there are loads of ways, lots and lots of ways to make passive income. So my personal perspective, I want to start with before we get to multiple, I want to start with getting a like, you know, we've got to talk about streams of income. I believe everybody should get a river of income first from their passive income, like fo focus, like for me, I focused fully on a river of income coming from my real estate. Now, I was also at the same time, at the same time trying to get other like little small streams of income, but I fully focused on the one river of income. Right. Then as I got the river coming in, once I quit my job, that was 40 plus hours of my week to devote to creating more <laughs> businesses, getting more passive right. income. Then now I've created more passive income, let's say writing a book. Well, I've written four books now, so that's money coming in. If I have my podcast and have people sponsor my podcast or find me with coaching or my courses, courses, sorry, courses that I sell online, my membership that I have where people, people come in and they get coaching from me, then they're basically they're learning from me. And then I do once a month group coaching calls. Or if I have YouTube videos, my YouTube video brings in more passive income. If I have affiliates, I'll give you an example. Just this last Tuesday, like today we're recording this on a Friday. On Tuesday, I get a, a PayPal notification. Hey, you just received $160 from this affiliate. I have no idea who this affiliate is, but I'm happy. I got 160 bucks I never used to have. So because I have that river of income from my real estate investing, now I have other streams of income, like my real estate coaching, where I teach people how to invest in rental properties, buying one property at a time, buying with $250 a month as a minimum, a sum for me, or making like $800, $900 a month in passive income. So I coach there, but I have courses and I have other things that people buy. But then for me, I put that all into my river of income, which is my real estate investing. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and that's what I do as well. Right now, my main portfolio is real estate 50%. And of course, I do a lot of cryptos as well. But even on the crypto side, I look at passive income. I want to, people always look at, I want to do 1000x, 100x. I pick the coins, which will give me passive income as well. So same exact principle, you can apply to any kind of investment. You know, people, if you are doing stocks as well, of course, I don't do a lot, but you can apply the same principle. So I, I'm horrible at stocks. Before you get to that next question, <laughs> don't forget it. But I am horrible at stocks. I buy high and sell low. I'm really yeah. good at doing that, which is the opposite of what you want to do. That, but there are so many other ways to make passive exactly. income. Exactly. So you're absolutely right. Now, this is, what are your passive income streams? You mentioned some of them. Can you list all of them? <laughs> I sure can. And I'll also say that I do not create another business or I, as best I can, do not put any bit of my time towards anything that is not passive income. Uh, I have okay. four four businesses net right now making me money without me working because they're passive income streams. Now, definitely one is rental properties. Def I love having rental yes. properties. I, I literally, I, I'll give you an example. 
I'm not going to like my wife is doesn't really want me to tell exactly how much money we make in our rental properties, but you can figure it out. So I have over 30 properties that make me a minimum of $250 a month. Some are making me five, six, $700 a month, but the minimum is $250 a month. And that's what I teach my students how to do is buy at a minimum of $250 a month in passive income. So that's one stream of passive income. Another one, like I said, I have my books, my books, they come, they sell, then they make me money. My YouTube is also another stream that I basically make YouTube videos, teaching people how to invest in rental properties. I make money from the YouTube ads that I throw on there. Also, I have affiliates. So, so with Master Passive Income, I have my podcast and YouTube channel, which I get income from, but I also have just affiliates. So all the students that I coach step-by-step step, how to buy your first property, how to build a business, how to do it right. I even have affiliates like, hey, check out this free software that it's great for you and your business. Like I literally use it, but if you sign up, it's free for you, but I'll make like $25 just to refer, refer them. So that's yeah. another stream. Another great stream is courses. I make five courses. I have five courses. People buy them and I don't do any more work. I did that work one time. And so that's an online business. And then I also have a membership portion where I work a little bit. I, this is what I do. So I'll finish. I charge $700 a month. Sorry, let me take that back. $700 to join my membership. That's that's joint fee for the first month. And then every month thereafter is $200. What they get of my time is only 90 minutes a month in group coaching. But everything that I've already done from all five courses to my other students and books, networking yeah. to all books, like literally they have everything else that I've already created, like everything. They get all that. But of my time, it's only 90 minutes. It's added bonus for them being on there. But everything else is literally passive. I'll give you another example. I have other businesses that are literally passive income. Like if I buy a couple stocks, yeah, I do own stocks that are passive where they give me dividends. Not very much because I want to live on them. But I also have yes. another, you know, we, you and I talk about Olympic lifting. I like Olympic lifting. I love CrossFit, but I also love doing programming too and teaching people. So I have a whole nother company. In fact, I have the, the hat literally right here. So this is the hat of the company. Another company I have FTNS Fitness, so Fitness, Forge. Fitness Forge. And it's the company that I created where we have programming for people. If they want to just get programming for a low fee, they get the programming for all the workout that they can do. And in the meantime, I'm going to create a, I'm actually going to build an entire gym. So looking for a location, but I'm going to have one company buy the real estate. And then I'm going to start another company, which is Fitness Forge. Yeah, so they're a separate lazy. company leasing it Man, absolutely this. and then running that <laughs> business as a it's basically going to be a 24-hour gym that people just pay me monthly and they utilize it's basically real estate all over again yeah. i just put in equipment that they use so i just try to find and how can i make money from working one time and make money over and over and over again Man, I was laughing because I exactly wanted to do what you are doing on the fitness side as well. Actually, I got into, we were supposed to open a rock climbing gym right before oh, COVID awesome. hit and we got out of that <laughs> and somehow we survived, but I don't know what would have happened. But, you know, oh. I have looked into exact same stuff, like building a programming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> across. I'll like you and I are so much alike was what's interesting in 2019. December of 2019, I was going to sign a lease for a location. But the problem was they were asking like $6,000 when yeah. it should only at the most be $4,000. I said, I'm not going to sign it. If you guys could come down, I'll sign it. But praise the Lord, I didn't sign it because three months later, I would have been out of business. Because That's of exactly what happened because January we were supposed to sign and the lease was like 20 grand a month because it's Bay Area, oh. right? Yes. Oh, wow. And so we were like, 
oh man, this is too high. We already discussed everything and then we backed out and somehow it just worked out. But Good thing for us. I, I, I mean, do <laughs> want to do this. So yeah. <laughs> so how did you find this businesses to invest in? How, how do you figure out or what do you look for? Well, I look for what other people have already done in the past. I'll give you an example. Like real estate investing, I've seen how other people can buy one rental property have that rental property literally work for you on its own without you working and still make money. And I'll give you an example of this. This is super awesome. So real estate rental property is investing is so easy. And I know you know this, Alpish, but I'll quickly go it. All you really do is you calculate, add up all your expenses. So you have your mortgage, taxes, insurance, property manager fees, uh, vacancy factor, all that sort of stuff. So you add all those up. Those are your expenses. And then I look at my income, how much I could rent it for. And I have experts on the ground that'll tell me exactly how much I could rent yes. it for, like my property managers. So let's say I buy a house and it all the total expenses with the mortgage is a thousand dollars, but I know I could rent it for three thousand, sorry, thirteen hundred dollars. So a thousand minus thirteen hundred, that's three hundred dollars in passive income. Yes. And I've already seen other people do this. Now, here's also a really quick great thing. And now you know this. So I don't pay my taxes, I don't pay my mortgage. I don't pay my insurance. I don't pay my property manager. I don't pay for any of that stuff. My tenants, the tenants pay, for yep. of, they pay for all that. Now it so happens that the money comes flows through me and I pay it out, which is fine, but it's not, I'm not working to go right. pay that stuff. So what I do is I then buy the property, make sure the tenants are going to pay for every expense. And then the difference is the passive income. So that's one that has been done many times before. In fact, I coach my students, one student, I'll quickly share one, one quick thing. So in 2019, one of my students started working with me. This was before COVID hit. So December of 2019, he started buying properties. And then COVID hit and he still bought properties. So literally from December of 2019 to now, he has 22 units. He has 11 wow. duplexes, 22 units, making like $7,000 a month in passive income because of basically somebody else has done it, me, and I showed him how to do it. Same thing with like writing a book. There are so many people that have written books and make businesses out of writing books. Or if you're an artist to write songs and have that song go on, go on. If you wanted to do um, affiliate marketing where you're marketing other people's stuff, like I have people who sell my course, they make like 20% or 30% or something like that. I get the balance to 70%. They make 30% just by telling people about the course. So look for people who are already doing it see how they're doing it, even learn that. And then you're going to be able to figure out how to actually implement that into your life. That's only, that's literally all I've ever done is saying, Hey, I want to be wise. You know, a smart person learns from their mistakes, but a wise person learns from other people's mistakes. So I say, what are they doing? Let me do that. And they've already figured it out. So let me figure X, Y, Z. And if I need to pay them for coaching, I do that because I know that's going to save me a lot of time and money. It's going to jumpstart me into doing uh, whatever I want with passive income. Oh, that's awesome. So let's talk about the real estate. So what kind of due diligence do you do on the so, real estate side? So I do lots of due diligence, but let me start by saying, I don't just, uh, this is what most people, when they're teaching people how to invest in real estate, they'll say, find a property, then you buy it, then you find somebody to fix it up, then you find somebody to manage the property, then you find somebody to lease it. In my opinion, that's almost backwards. When I do my due diligence, I don't even worry about any properties what I do is I build the business the first. Now, yeah, you got to build yeah, the team. Yes. <laughs> you build the business first. You're so you know exactly what I'm talking about. So what I do is anywhere of the country. So I invest in when I started investing, I was in California, but now I invest in Texas, Ohio, and Arizona. And I have students literally investing all over the country. And so what we do, I don't even fly anywhere. I don't even look at properties. Out of the 30 plus properties I've owned, I literally only seen one of them before I bought them. That was a very first property. All of the other ones. I don't even need to do, need to do yeah, that. Anymore. I don't do I don't it anymore. I don't need to fly anywhere. <laughs> I have experts. So 
when my due diligence, the biggest due diligence I do is before I buy any property, I make sure that I find, I build the business first. That's finding the realtors, the contractors, the property managers, the roofers, inspectors, plumbers, all these people, even insurance agents, like all this stuff first before I buy a property. Let me give you an example, Alpesh, of my due diligence. So it's an abstract example of it. So if you're going to start a convenience store, and everybody knows what a convenience store, you know, you buy candies and sodas yeah. and stuff like that inside a convenience store. Well, if you're going to start a convenience store, you're not going to just lease a space, open the doors and put a box of candy bars in there. In fact, you'd lose money if you did that. In fact, you go out of business. No, what you would do instead is you would build the business first. You get the gondolas. Those are the shelving units. That's what they're called. Countertops, cold storage, fountain machines, bank accounts, cash registers, employees. Right. You'll do all of this before you buy any inventory. Same thing in your business. You're going to get your entire business and real estate set up before you buy any, any inventory. A piece of property is just a piece of inventory that you put into your business. Because a lot of people yes. tell you, you buy one property, that's your business. I'm like, no, 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 no. I look at my properties as inventory. I can buy and sell those as much as I want. So let's right. say I, I want to scale my business. My business is already running great. I could just keep <laughs> buying another property and put it in, buy another property and put it in. So that's the most, that's the biggest due diligence that anybody must do before they buy. Everything else is super easy, like you know, calculating expenses, making sure your income and all that sort of stuff is going to be all set. Oh, that's great. So the last question before we take a break is what has been your best investment so far? If you're talking about real estate, well, let me, before I get to real estate, my best investment is literally in my own knowledge, education, yes. listening to audiobooks, getting coaching, whatever it might be. That's absolutely by far the best investment because I've done that. Even going to conferences to learn more. Yes, I have built so many businesses because of learning. So I'm a lifelong learner. So if anybody's listening to this, remember, your value is so much more than your boss could ever pay you. You can also increase your value by learning, by figuring out how other people have done it and then doing the exact same thing. So that's the number one investment. The second investment, like if I'm going to do real estate, I'll be completely honest. It might be easy to say this, that first property, that's the best investment because I was so scared. I literally flew to Ohio. My wife was like, you better not waste our money. Like this, we don't, we don't <laughs> right. have any money. You're like, you're just wasting the money, the little money we have. So I flew to Ohio found a property manager and everything I'm telling you is the wrong way to do it. So I'm just telling you the wrong way I did. It. I figured out how to do it right eventually, but flew to Ohio, found one property manager, found one realtor, put them together and bought a property. Eventually she started stealing from me. My property manager did. Yes. So I had to figure out how to do it right. But that first property was so scary. But once I did this, did that, it was like dominoes. Like, yes. Oh, that's I have that's business. important. Yep. Boom. Keep putting more properties into the business. So what has been your worst investment and what did you learn from it? So the reason why I don't have very many bad investments are, is because I invest for passive income. Now, you'll hear a lot of people who started investing in, let's say, 2006. I started investing in 2006. That's literally when I started investing. And all those properties that I owned then, I still own. And even if the market went up, down, or sideways, I made money. Remember, I try to shoot for, and I tell my students, we shoot for $250 a month in passive income. Now, the people that, that literally went bankrupt in 2008 and nine when the crash happened, what happened for them was they were investing for appreciation. They weren't solely yes. focusing on passive income. So what happened was my properties, of course, I bought it here, it was kind of high, and then it went down, went down a lot, but then went right back up. Now it's literally double what I bought it for. And my rents are double for what I first bought it. Right. So I'm making so much more money. So when you're thinking about any bad investments, the only bad investment I would have is, uh, I'll be completely honest, it's going to sound pretty arrogant, but I literally don't have any bad investments because 
I made sure I was going to make money in passive income every single month. Now, there has been some that either had you know, bad tenants that move in, that we didn't do a good background check or whatever. Those happen. But because I buy them for passive income, I don't care if the property value drops in half. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to give those to my kids. Like If you can see this on the video, behind me is a picture of all four of my kids. I'm literally going to give those to my kids. So it doesn't matter if the value goes down. My rents will keep going back up. Oh, that's great. So let's take a quick break. And after the break, we'll go to the same questions I ask every guest. You're listening to the Wealth Matters Podcast. The Wealth Matters Podcast. For more info about what we do, check us out at wealthmatters.com. It's wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, matters, M-A-T-R-S, dot com. Welcome back to Wealth Matters Podcast. Dustin shared a lot of golden nuggets. Dustin, are you ready for fire round? Let's do this. Would you be changing any business or investment strategy after this pandemic is over? You know, what's interesting, I get this question all the time from my students and other people that I've talked to. They say, well, what about the eviction moratorium? Like what's happening with you and your properties? Well, I was definitely concerned when, you know, 2020, March 2020 happened. I was definitely concerned I was going to lose a lot of tenants. But be completely honest, myself and my students, we have not seen any issues. I have not even had any evictions from COVID. So I was thinking I was going to have to do some shifting and figuring out what to do. So as far as that, nothing's changing because nothing has happened for any of me and my students and even in other investors. So that's a great thing. But one thing I'm shifting to is from four units and below to now, you know, which is a fourplex, triplex, duplex. Yeah, and all the conventional. Yeah. Yes, those are conventional, which are fantastic. That's the best way to start. But as you're growing, once you get to a certain point, you have enough money, let's start buying an apartment complex, yep. syndication, which is multi, multi-units. That's so exactly that's what change. I do. Yeah, I exactly. sold all my single family and everything. I only focus on mobile home parts and senior housing now oh, for brilliant. the last couple of years. So yeah, and, and I raise capital. So yeah, no, that's great. Favorite real estate or finance or any other related book? So I'm going to give you two. So I'll give you the first one, even though it's not my number, number one, I'll give you my number one second. So the first one is the one that really got me in the mindset of passive income, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, everybody yeah, hopefully have read it. Of it's course. a brilliant, brilliant book because it just, we're all taught to be employees all through school. Yep. You know, we're literally taught just to work a cog, we're a cog in a machine and just keep working. Well, that's good for like 90% of the population, not for us, not for yeah, people listening yeah. to this and watching this. We're different. And so Rich Dad Poor Dad was fantastic. Now, the second book that really was eye-opening to me was or is Richest Man in Babylon, Babylon. by George yep. S. Clausen. Fantastic principles book. and finances. It's basically a story form, like a fiction, yes. but it teaches <laughs> you principles. So that's I'll give you one more really good one that I really love. I've listened to this audiobook at least a dozen times. How to Win Friends and Influence, and influence People. people. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. All, all my favorite books. books. There you go. <laughs> of course, you know. We're so much alike, I'll bet. Great minds think alike, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but any tool or website you recommend or you cannot live without? So I honestly, let's see, there's a number of, of apps and things that I use for tool-wise. But honestly, in my business, when I first started investing in 2006, it was all, I won't say all, but mostly paper. Like you had yes. to do a lot of stuff now. Honestly, email is fantastic. I love yeah. using email because I could sign documents and send them Docu back and I could do yeah, everything, all, of that. <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But if I were to give you one, because everybody has email, if I would give you one outside of that, I'm probably saying Evernote has been really, really helpful because uh, yes. I just 
because I used to store everything in my email, like, you know, email myself and store it in there. But then I'm like, oh, how do I find it? Evernote's literally all listed there. So I've been yeah. using Evernote quite a bit. Searching, yeah. No, that's great. Any advice for beginner investors? There's, uh, I'll give you a few different things. So n- number one, definitely build the business first. And I'll tell you this, I buy so many properties off of people who do this the wrong way. They don't build the business first and they buy a property. They do exactly what the other people tell you. Buy a property, make sure it runs the numbers, find find somebody to vet, uh, fix it up, find somebody to manage it. They do it all backwards. And what happens after about five or six years, they're so fed up because they can't make money. They can't find somebody to manage it. They're just backwards. And then I come approach them and say, hey, I'll take this off your hands. And they're like, here, take it. I hate this property. I don't want to do this ever again. I'm like, well, thank you. But you know, they get a, give me a discount because I want to take it off their hands. So build a business first, like I told you. Number one, or that's number one is build a business first. Second thing is always make sure you're going to make $250 or more in passive income. And remember, this is the minimum. I have some properties that have literally doubled in rent. And so I'm making six, seven, $800 a month in passive income. But that's the bare minimum. Because if you realize this, if you're making $250 a month in passive income, that's $3,000 a year. If, you're, if you have 10 properties making $250 a month, that's $2,500 every single month in passive income. That's $30,000 a year. 20 properties is $5,000 a month in passive income and $60,000 a year. So all you need is scale it up from there. No, that's a great advice. And I also look at it uh, on the other side too, that if you have up to about 250 at least minimum, because I also look for, I used to look for about 200, is that if something happens at the property, if you have to cover mortgage or something for a month, then you you are still breaking even, right? Absolutely. Because a lot of time people are like, oh, I'm just breaking even, so that's good when they are investing in Phoenix and Bay Area markets. And I'm like, when the shit hits the fan, you are in trouble because now you are, you are paying <laughs> Three, four grand from your pocket every month. So you know, those are the people. <laughs> the people that did that are the ones that are went bankrupt in two thousand nine. Yes. That, yep. That's the literally exactly. what happened. But if you do it, because you're right, Alpesh, it's you have a huge buffer. Because remember, yes. if you're only making a hundred dollars a month yeah. in passive income from one property, that's only twelve hundred dollars a year. If you have exactly. a mortgage that's twelve hundred dollars, your entire passive income is literally eaten up. Yep. How are you going to yep. feed your family? Yeah. So two hundred fifty dollars a month. Oh, that's great. How do you give back? How do I give back? So I love serving people. So I have my podcast, my master passive income podcast, where I literally just teach how to invest in real estate. I have my YouTube channel. I just, I love showing people how to invest in real estate because I have so many hundreds of students that have changed their life by investing. Plus I serve at my church. I, I lead a, a ministry of like 250 people, you know, so they're, they're actually learning how to memorize the Bible scripture and stuff like that. So I try to serve as much as possible. Well, here's a really interesting thing I'll, push, I'll quickly share with you. So in life, people try to develop these four legacies. Now, the four legacies, the first one is a money legacy, basically yep. having enough money so that they can do what they do want. Whatever they want. Money. Yeah. The second thing after money is your, your time. You try to get yep. your time back by quitting your job. So first legacy is money. Second legacy is time. Your third legacy is relationships. Relationships yep. serving your, you know, basically being with your family, being with your friends and all that sort of stuff. So time, you have money, time, and the relationships. And the last of one, the last legacy that anybody should try to work to attain is service legacy. 
serving as many people as possible. And what I do is I also serve people by having really good quality housing at a fairly marketable rent, maybe it's just a little bit lower. So they stay in there at good prices, but I'm serving them by giving them good properties at lower rent. I'm serving people by teaching them how to invest in real estate. I'm serving my church. So now I'm at the fourth legacy where I'm literally trying to serve as many people as possible. And what's great, Lalpesh, is as I serve more people, my life gets better. I make more money. And more people are changed for the better. So that's why my fourth legacy is what I'm trying to just focus on is serving more people. Oh, that is great. How can my listeners reach out to you? Yeah. Do you mind if I give them a real estate investing course for free? Sure. Go awesome. So if you, if you want to get my real estate investing course, absolutely for free. I'll show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first, scale the business to quit your job. Make sure you're making $250 a month. You go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. It's all one word, forward slash free course. Or you can even text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. And I'll literally give it to you for free. I just want everybody to literally get started investing in real estate. And then also have my podcast, Master Passive Income Podcast. And I also have another podcast, which Alpesh, I need to have you on because you and I think a lot alike. It's a (laughs) service project. It's a service project called Successfully Unemployed. I interview awesome people that are successfully unemployed and showing how they can do, uh, teach other people how to do it too. So that's another way you can find me as well. No, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Dustin, for your time. I learned a lot as well today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Alpesh. I appreciate having me on. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Matters podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes so others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week and happy investing.